People have this idea of networking is like I have to go to the Chamber of Commerce and sit around through some boring frozen chicken dinner. And, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, seminar, everyone's wearing name tags. and No, yeah. it's everybody you meet. Welcome to BizBuild Podcast, presented to you by the good folks here at Diamondback Tool Company. I'm the host of the show, Damani, head of sales and media for Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow me at Diamondback underscore Damani, that's D-A-M-A-N-I on Instagram. I'm here, as I will be on every episode, with Connor Crook, CEO of Diamondback Tool Belts. Follow him on Instagram at Diamondback.ToolBelts. The purpose of BizBuild is to provide listeners an inside track on what it takes to build a business. It is our hope that you can learn from our successes and pitfalls and siphon knowledge from our various expertise so that you can get an edge in the business of building something great. Welcome to the BizBuild Podcast. Uh, We are here. Uh, It's been a great, it's been a great session. Got a lot accomplished. We want you to continue to listen to what we have to say, obviously. So why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, or um, the BizBuild website, which is bizbuild.podbean.com. Also, make sure you rate. Rating is extremely important for us because that helps us get more visibility in the search engines as well as on the commonly listened to podcast features on a lot of these podcast sites. So five-star ratings are what we like. If you don't want to give us a five-star rating, don't give us a rating at all. In this particular episode, we want to talk about relationships um, and how relationships are important to you building a business as well as continuing the growth of your business. My father used to say to me all the time, Damani, no matter what, don't burn bridges. If you don't like the person, it doesn't matter. You can cut them off, but don't cut them off in a way where you can't reestablish that connection. If someone does something that you don't particularly like, that's fine. You can remove yourself from that situation, but don't remove yourself so far that when in need, you can't reach back out to that person if necessary. Just don't burn the bridges. And so that's something that I've taken with me for my entire life. Sometimes I've been good with it. Sometimes I have not. (laughs) Needless to say, it is always in the back of my mind. And in this particular episode, we want to go a little bit more into what it what that what that means and how to maintain or uh, uh, I guess cultivate relationships that can help you long term. And in general, um, what you don't know about relationships that you might not have. We're going to call this one fishing rods, breweries, tool belts, and coolers. Not every fishing trip ends in success, but Pelican does. <laughs> Tell me what that means, Connor. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when I was uh, had reached the point where I knew that uh, this whole practice and law thing wasn't, wasn't the way to go with my life, I was looking around for uh, something else to do, and I was presented the opportunity potentially to, to buy a fishing rod company. And I like to fish, um, know a little bit about it. Can I stop you right there? Because every time you've told me that in my mind, I think, what? Why? Fish? Like fishing rods. Like, it, please. Like, what even drew you to that? 
It's actually a lot more like Diamondback than you than you can realize. So I definitely don't realize it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not much of a freshwater fisherman. I love saltwater fishing. I love blue water. I love to fish in the marshes. Uh, You're a South Carolina boy. That's right. Going out on in a in a kayak back in the marsh fishing for red drum. That is like the greatest thing in the world. Murder. Um, <clears throat> I like to murder them fishes. Um, my dad and I have had some of the best times together doing that. Um, so I, I had a client, and, and he found out about this uh, fishing rod company. He told me about it that, it, that we might be able to buy it. And, and he knew kind of what, what I was going through. I was like, hey, you know, this might be something you could, we could buy it together, you run it. So the concept here was this was a, a, a small company. It, they were winning all kinds of awards for uh, in, in fresh and saltwater competitions. People loved the product. But the business was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, their business model was essentially they would buy a round of fishing rods from China. Mm-hmm. By the time they got to the U.S., they'd unload them, realize you know half of them are dysfunctional because right. you know that's what happens a lot of times with your international buying there. And then they would get them out to the stores. Mm-hmm. Um, all the big stores wanted to carry them. And then they would sell them to the stores on like 30-day terms, blah, 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 blah. They would finally get paid. Mm -hmm. Then they could order another round of rods that would have to be (laughs) manufactured over the course of six weeks, shipped across the ocean, half of them thrown away, get them back in. And they had never worked out the terms with their manufacturers Mm -hmm. and figured out the you know, if one if you if you get paid thirty day terms, you better be buying thirty day terms, yes. and so there's cash flow. That, so they would get a rise, they get them in the stores, mm-hmm. but then by the time the stores ran out, they didn't have more, more. and you had to wait for two months. And then the stores got all aggravated. Yeah, and, and no it, one wanted to carry the product. Exactly. Right. Okay. Beautiful product. Yeah, was awesome, but they couldn't run the business. Well, and that it was makes run sense. by three people that didn't have a clue about fishing, how to market the company, nothing. They just, they they had this thing and they didn't know what to do with it. Well, it makes sense now because the minute you tell me that there's a product that's flying off the shelves, I know how you might want to be a part of that. And it was high quality. It right. was a, it was very high-end product. I mean, I think these rods were two, three hundred bucks a piece. I mean, this Good was, gracious. These were high quality things. People in China are like, we're making these. <laughs> Americans are funny. Oh, I found out all kinds of crazy things about the sporting goods market. About, you know, if you go into a sporting goods store and you buy something for $300, it cost $10 to make it. I mean, it was yeah. just the levels of markup at different levels in the process were insane. It's like the coffee industry. Yeah, the coffee bean, you know. <laughs> oh, dude, they're making profit hand over fist. That's drug money. So, I had the opportunity uh, to investigate buying this company. Mm-hmm. And so I was working with this guy, and he was like, man, we need, I think we can get this uh, this company. We need, we're going to need money. We're going to need backing. And so we reached out to uh, a friend of his, happened to be the owner of Pelican Cases. Um, that he, that he knew. That's a nice little uh, humble brag and slash connection you made right there. Well, it was nice. I got, I, you know, the fishing rod deal didn't go through, but I did get a cooler, um, <laughs> which is great. A really nice cooler. I got a really nice cooler. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you think you can hook me up with those things? So anyway, that fell apart. That didn't happen. Um, I, I, I was looking at other opportunities along the way, and one of the next ones that came along was a farm brewery. Hmm. 
Um, we don't have enough of those in Virginia. Well, you know, the thing with the brewery business is, it's always like, my God, they keep making more, but people keep making more money with them. I mean, it's yeah. like, there's got to be market saturation at some point in time. Mm -hmm. How many di different craft brews can you fit in your refrigerator? I've got, I've got one right now that I brought home from staff to, cause I was, there's no way that I really needed to drink more beer after I got back to my hotel room after staff to, See Instagram stories. Uh, yes, yeah, no, 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 the stories are not allowed at those <laughs> events. Um, so um, we started looking at this this farm brewery, and a couple buddies asked me to get involved with it because um, there's a very, there's a long legal process and getting licensed and all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, no problem. I got some books. I read up on it. I was like, all right, let's go. People started dropping out of the project, and. Um, Towards the end, it was just sort of the, my main buddy in the group and I were, when we pushed it pretty far forward, uh, he actually bought this little piece of land that was near a ski resort. We had the whole concept planned out. But the cost kept going up, the, you know, the expected cost to make it happen and the risk. And, you know, finally one day he calls me, he's just like, dude, I, I, we can't do this. Right. That's too much. I was crushed. I had invested so much time and effort into planning this thing out, meeting with local government representatives, talking to engineers. I had put so much effort into this. I was crushed. You were probably about ready to just be like, F it, I'm going to be a lawyer again. I wasn't that crushed. Okay. <laughs> I was to the point of like, I'm not sure I can still be friends with this guy. Right. Uh-huh. I was so upset. Because every time you would see him after this, the disappointment would, yeah. you would be reminded of the disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. So turns out, the same that same day I'm out to dinner with my family and I get a call from another buddy who's a friend of both of us from soccer. He's like, Hey man, you need to come over to my house tonight. I got a couple guys over here you should you should meet. We're having dinner. And I was like, dude, I man, I, I'm in a funk. Right, right. That's exactly why I need to come over here. Yeah. It sounds like something he would say. So we go over there. We have this Kenyan meal. We're all eating meat and meat and rice and and uh, no, it's like it's like a grits kind of thing and, mm -hmm. and and meat. We're all eating with our hands. Yeah, yeah. Kenyan style. It's loads of fun. It's great because it, when you do that, it just it forces you to come out of your shell. <laughs> when you eat with the Kenyans, it's just like yeah, you're putting your hand in the pot with everybody. You're like, I was in a funk, but man, this is fun, and these people just don't give a damn. Let's just make it happen. So. One of the dudes I met there was uh, from right around here in this area, and uh, we had a lot in common. We kind of hit it off, and turns out um, several months later, I this guy, he'd been in investing. I called him up one day, and I said, uh, hey, man, I got this opportunity to buy this tool belt company. Mm -hmm. I like talking to you about it because I, I think you could give me some good advice. Right. Well, and after, you were just going to this guy for advice. Exactly. That's it. Okay. Hour and a half later, he offers, not agrees, uh -huh. offers to loan me the money to buy Diamondback. That's the fastest loan meeting in history. Shows up in my house a couple of weeks later with a personal check for the for the purchase price and just says, good luck, have fun. I can't go into my bank and get a loan in an hour and a half, and I got good credit. <laughs> <laughs> You're tuned in to the Biz Build Podcast. I'm Damani. And I'm Connor Crook. And so, to, to, to square the circle, 
once we got Diamondback going, uh, some people know this, some people don't, one of the first big things that we got um, before we were even producing tool belts, we get a call from this guy in the NFL who says, we need custom tool belts for our coaches. Yeah. And, well, we ended up designing the 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 radio, the communication the belts. belts that yeah. all the coaches wear. You know, not just the head coaches, the entire staff. It was, I think, a thousand units. Yeah. Then from that, they said, well, how about the instant replay system? We need some help designing that. Yeah. So we had to design these little boxes that just, the tablet would go in and all that. Yeah. And all that has to go into a case. Which they're still using to this day. Yeah, it, well, we, they had to have these giant black cases to put the things in. Uh-huh. I was like, I know somebody who can get us a giant black case. Oh, yeah, because you just met the dude from Pelican. <laughs> Three years beforehand, I reach out to my friend and say, dude, I need to get in touch with the guy at Pelican. I had tried to call Pelican like three or four times. I've been emailing people, no response. One call, one email to the CEO. Yeah. I had like three engineers calling me on Monday. How can we help you, Mr. Crook? Wow. And that's from this relationship from three years ago that actually went bad. Essentially. Yeah. Right. And, and, and because you didn't cuss out your friend, you still had good standing with the Pelican dude. Oh. On the, on the, on the, uh, that was on the, on the fishing rod deal. Uh-huh. And then, you know, just sort of come down the road a little bit. I've been running down. Oh, I was on the fishing rod deal. Okay. Right. That's right. Come uh-huh. down the road for a, a little while. Uh-huh. And let's look at. Who is probably one of my close ad- closest advisors at Diamondback, who I reach out to for information and advice all the time? Yeah. That's the dude from the brewery. That's the dude from the brewery. And we talk to him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Great guy. So the point is, you know, you just never know when this opportunity is going to come. You never know. People have this idea of networking is like I have to go to the Chamber of Commerce and sit around through some boring frozen chicken dinner. And, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, seminar, everyone's wearing name tags. and No, yeah. it's everybody you meet. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. You never know when the guy who busted your head open on the soccer field becomes <laughs> your marketing guy. <laughs> I would just like to move the verbs around real quick. You busted my head open. I was bleeding. You were not. But, you know, that was six, seven years before we end up in this room together. Yeah, and and, and it could have went sideways. If one of us was a different type of person over that incident, we could have not been cool with each other. This is true. Um, But we were. We were cool, and it worked out. Good moving forward, I think. <laughs> thus far. Right, thus far. Um, that's so interesting that you say that because I've, I used to, you know this, I used to coach in a, an elite soccer team and uh, my wife would always, you know, my wife's sort of, a, I don't say she's a loner, but she's not into small talk. And she's always say, you know, I don't want to go sit on the bleachers, you know, or on the sideline with all the parents. I don't want to have small talk with all the parents on the sideline. Oh, that's fine. You know, you're, you're a different type of person. You don't want to do that sort of thing. But um, once my son moved into where I wasn't coaching and I was on the sidelines all the time and elite soccer parents that can pay for their kids to play elite soccer tend to be in, you know, better financial standings. And I made a lot of interesting relationships 
that one of them parlayed into a small business thing that we won't go into just from sitting down talking about things on the sideline with the parents there and just being right. open to that. And I had no idea that was going to happen, but it worked out really, really good. Yeah, I think <clears throat> whenever you're in business, you, you, you need to think about those relationships and and how don't go into a relationship thinking how can I how can I profit from this person? You, yeah, you yeah. never. You don't want to be the opportunist. You're never gonna. That comes across, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just go in yeah. with an open mind in any situation you're going into because you never know. Yeah. What's going to happen from that relationship? Um, but you know, it, I was coming back from staff to this this week. I had eight hours in the car to think about a lot of things, and, and one of the things I was thinking about a lot was. And for those that don't know, staff is the huge dealer showcase. Right. Um, it happened. It happened in Nashville. It'll be in Anaheim next year. But all a bunch of buyers from all the tool stores and companies come to see the new products coming out. And what I was thinking about as I came back from that was, you know, I had it in my mind. <clears throat> I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna meet uh, a bunch of dealers so mm -hmm. we can help expand Diamondback and, yeah. and maybe some outside sales reps and, and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Well. Once I got down there, I started looking through the the book of who all was there. Yeah. And I started, wait, wait a minute. I know a guy from that company. Mm -hmm. I should stop by and see that guy. Okay. I know a guy from this guy. I should stop by and see that guy. And you you have to think, okay, there's certain relationships that are easy. Yeah. And it goes back to, to what we were talking about with the what type of business you want to be, how you're going to find your customer. Mm -hmm. Well, I talked to some people at other similar companies or maybe even bigger companies. And, you know, we talked about some product ideas, some collaborative ideas. Maybe they'll come up with something. Maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. One, the guy told me, hey, last time we saw each other, we had his idea. You know, I've already run it up the pole. It's not going to work. You know what? I'm still going to do something for that guy yeah. because he asked. And, you know, maybe I'll stay on his radar. Maybe we'll stay, you know, friends. Maybe we'll work on something down the road somewhere. Um there are a lot of relationships that you have in business, and some of them are very simple. Like I said, you know, it's direct. It's like, hey, I need a dealer to deal with sell my product. I need a, somebody to sell me stuff, you know, so that I can make my product. I need to, but then there are all these other relationships you you have, and you need to think about as you're making those relationships how not just how can I profit, but how can this relationship profit? profit. Yeah, yeah. And, and think about how you can align your economic interest with the other guy. Mm -hmm. How can you and I both get something out of this? It's a mutual benefit scenario. And those are going to be a much more profitable relationship in terms of profitable and making money, <laughs> but also in profitable and they will, they will grow. Yeah. And, and you're, whenever you're in any relationship. Emotionally in business, and socially profitable. Yeah. Yes. But think about when anybody you're dealing with in business, think about how your economic out out your economic view and your economic incentives align with them. Mm -hmm. So like the guy that's selling me cloth, the guy that's selling the person listening to this, uh, selling them nails. Mm -hmm. Well, it's actually more complicated than you might think at first because yeah, you're both benefiting from the transaction, Yeah, but when and how can you make it, can you tilt the scales a little bit? Because as soon as you go to your supplier and you say, you know, I bought 10 widgets last month, but this month I want about 100. Can we get a better price for that? Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we're not necessarily on the same team. Right, right. So your economic interests are not 100% aligned all the time. Sometimes there's going to be a little bit of tension there. Mm -hmm. But if we have a respectful relationship, 
you know, I'm going to ask you for a little bit. You're going to think about, hey, you know, maybe I should give that guy a better break. Now, if the guy just says, go jump. Yeah. Tune into the next episode of the Biz Build podcast for part two of this conversation. You won't want to miss it. You've just been listening to the Biz Build podcast. I'm your host, Damani. Follow me on Instagram at Diamondback underscore Damani. That's D-A-M-A-N-I. Or follow Connor on Instagram at diamondback.toolbelts. You can also find more about Diamondback by visiting our YouTube page or Facebook page. Hope you enjoyed what you heard here today, and we look forward to you joining us again on our next episodes. Take care. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 